0: I'm Daisy Ray. Welcome to the Talk Poetry to Me podcast. This is the podcast that highlights and amplifies local spoken word artists and poets from around the East Midlands. And today we have a real treat in store for you. Joining me is talented poet and spoken word artist Sarah Elliott. Her online name also is Writing for Light. So let's get to know Sarah. A massive welcome to the show, Sarah.
1: Oh, thank you so much. Hi, everybody. It's great to be here. Daisy, thank you so much for inviting me I like a good natter. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I'm glad to hear that. So if we
0: start by getting to know you a little bit, tell us about your writing journey. What got you into it in the first place?
1: Well, As a child, um, I really enjoyed school and I really enjoyed writing at school. I loved it at secondary school. And then when I went to sixth form, it kind of just dropped off because I wasn't studying English. So my kind of writing journey stopped there. And I know earlier on in my childhood, I had aspirations of becoming a writer or a journalist because that's all I kind of saw as like a job open to me because I didn't hear about people writing books or I just thought people who were authors were special in some way. And that wasn't an avenue that was open to me. So the only kind of writing job that I knew about was a journalist. And that's only from watching Superman and Lois Lane. (laughs) Love it. That's what someone who's paid to write does. So I remember um, going on oh, what was it called? Work experience when I was about 15. And I did a week with the Topper, which was a local um, newspaper um, in Nottingham. We had like the Arrow and the Topper. So I did a week there and I got to do a tiny, tiny little articles, just a few sentences. And I was like, oh, I kind of enjoyed that, but I wanted to do something a bit more creative. Yeah. When I went off to sixth form, I didn't study English and my journey stopped there. So I went to uni and I studied teaching, so I'm a qualified primary school teacher and I've worked in education for like forever. And the only kind of like writing that I did then was um, kind of content for my the children in the class and, you know, reading children's books and things like that. And I'd kind of left that writing dream behind because it was like, go to uni, get a job, get on with life type thing. So really, it was only during the pandemic, and I guess this is a similar story to many, many people. You know, we had all that time on our hands where I think people got to know themselves. So they took a step back from the hustle and the bustle of life and all these different expectations. And it was an opportunity for people to think, well what do I really want? What do I actually like? Who am I? Because, you know, those eyes were taken off us, weren't they? It was just a kind of like internal eye on, our, on ourselves. So it was during that time when I had some space and I thought, okay, let me really work on myself. And I thought, how about getting therapy? Because one of my friends is a psychotherapist. And I thought, if I'm really going to do a deep dive on me, that's the way to go. So I had um, a few sessions with a therapist. Um, for a few months, and we really unpicked a lot of things, you know, for a lot of people, be things from childhood. And during that period, as I was getting braver at processing emotions, it came out through writing. So it wasn't even a case of it being a deliberate, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to start writing. I remember one of the first things that I wrote, it was about trees. And I remember being on a walk because you know you were allowed one walk a day weren't you at one- yeah. <laughs> one yeah just the one <laughs> yeah just the one and just just looking over to the trees and I I just noticed them and I'd not really noticed them before and then when I got um when I got home I just picked up my things my iPad and I press record and this poem about trees it just came out um so I thought, oh, oh I enjoyed that and that that happened a few times and then I thought let me try and Actually, get it written down because that was just that was just audio. I hadn't, you know,
0: yeah,
1: actually recorded it on paper or anything. And um, so, what was starting to happen in the mornings was I got a notebook, put it by the side of my bed because you know, that's advice people often give yeah. you. And sometimes I'd wake up in the morning, uh, pick up my pen, and they, the poems would just come out. Wow! And it was like it really was a way of like um, processing um, for a lot of time grief because I like have had multiple bereavements across my life I'm sorry to hear that thank you so it came out that way things about like growth as well how I saw myself and it it just kind of like came out um it was really easy it wasn't like well I've got to sit down and I'm going to write a poem about this yeah I think because I thought oh it was kind of like a flashback to my childhood where I used to love writing poems in school and it was like remember that I could write poems so from then it it became a little bit more conscious yeah so I'd like you know get inspiration from like um an image a snippet of a conversation and sit and write write something so it kind of yeah it just kind of happened organically it would be really nice to listen to you perform one of your pieces
0: you get a lot more from a performance when it's done by you personally than you do reading it off the page sometimes. That's something that I want everyone to experience if that's okay
1: with you. Yeah, sure. I picked out a few because I've got quite a lot now. So this is because I mentioned about um, like my initial was being about nature and trees. So this is one about that's got like a nature link to it as well Mm -hmm. and it's one that's in my first books I've self-published a couple of books so this is from Warrior Wisdom Sun which was published last year okay everyone talks about the tiny acorn growing into the huge massive oak like it happens with a wave of a wand no one mentions the struggle to set down roots, the strain to push through the earth, to seek out the sun, to reach for the water above and below, to breathe in and out, to seek the community of those the same or different, to keep going when a branch is broken, to stretch, to unfurl a leaf, To nurture the acorns, then watch them fall, land where they lay. Picked up, kicked, trodden on, planted, nurtured, not knowing to begin the cycle again. Wow,
0: I have to say for me, that is a poem that says, you notice everything, all the little things inside you and around you. And you, t- you just appreciate everything. And that's what that says to me. I think it's wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about what you're doing now, what you're actually working on at this current time.
1: Recently done a feature slot with Poetry Scum, which is a monthly open mic night, takes place in Sherwood. So that was amazing because I had like a 20 minute set. So I was able to share A lot of different poems Nice So one of the things that I'm going to continue to do Is keep attending different like open mic spoken word events as well One of the things I'm working at at the moment Is trying to encourage more people to take part in those events Mm. My big thing is about people getting their voice heard And their words heard My youngest stepdaughter's 20 And when we first started going to open mic events She started to come with me And she performs at them now and she's amazing. She's still a bit shy, but her content is amazing. And it makes me feel really proud to see her standing up and do that. So the next step I'd like for her is to get her words down in a book. And what I've done this year, and it started from an idea I had last year, um, there are a lot of spoken word artists on the scene that I really admire. And I go... And I listened to them and I think, that's amazing. And I think, I want to hear it again. I, I want to read it so I can really digest it. So I approached three Book mode artists last year and said, how about getting together and doing a book? Because, you know, you all have these amazing words to say. And it's only the people that attend the open mic events that get to experience it. And we want more people to, to hear it as well. So we you know, we got together, we collaborated released a book earlier this year, United Under One Sun. And what I want to do is to get more people to do that because the self-publishing journey is, it's easy and it's hard. I had to learn a lot. I did a couple of courses. Uh, one was quite expensive, actually. About, it was about 700 pounds, but but it was more around a specific format and a specific type of book. And I thought, well, that's not what I want to do. So that was actually wasn't helpful. Then I did another one that was more around poetry, mm. more around the ins and outs, around using Amazon KDP. And that was another reason why I was quite keen to publish another book. So I didn't forget everything that I'd learnt. Because I was thinking. If I'd have known this or if I'd have had someone else to help me, this process would have been so much easier. It's just those little um yeah. tips and tricks. So you want to be that someone for somebody else? Absolutely, yeah. So, you know, I love to work with people that, you know, even if they've got a collection of poems, because you only need 30 poems to publish what's called a chat book. Yeah. Um, you know, to support people with that. And it can be, I could you know provide resources or we could just have a, a sit down and a mentoring and a coaching session. You know, what do you need to know? What do you want your next steps to be? What is your kind of end goal? So using like those skills that I have through the job that I do, I want to kind of use that to get out. I just want to see more books out there from poets, (laughs) you know, poets who aren't listened to. Yeah,
0: there aren't nearly enough, are there? Oh, nowhere near enough. I think it's a wonderful thing to be doing. I do fully appreciate it. The sister podcast to this one is Bear Books and we interview indie authors. The other thing we do on Bear Books is we write flash fiction.
1: Also, do I. Really? Excellent. I do. I'm going to have to get you involved in Bear Books as well, aren't I? I'm a member of the London Writers' Salon and we have a flash fiction room, so we have a monthly meetup and I, I host that every month.
0: How excellent. We have so much in common here. <laughs> We are um, publishing our third anthology of flash fiction stories in November this year. So our third book is on the way. Excellent. We have a lot of crossovers here. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So while I digest all of that, it would be absolutely amazing if you would share another piece with us.
1: Yeah. Okay. So let's have a little look. So this is one um, where I was really reflecting on my childhood. So I was born... In Nottingham, my parents came over from Jamaica a long time ago. I don't know what year it was. So a lot of um, Caribbean parents came with their parenting lifestyle that they had kind of known from their parents. So that was brought over to Mm -hmm. England. And that's how many of us who are from like first generation experience kind of like growing up. So whilst I was like, you know, uncovering things through therapy, it gave me the time to think about that. So, yeah, this is one. And it's got a question for everybody at the beginning as well. Okay. What colour was your childhood? Was it happy citrus shades or perhaps the darker hues? Maybe you had the full Skittle spectrum or maybe these memories have been discarded or faded away, locked away. No light of day. I remember my childhood, I'd say it was colourless, sometimes opaque or even translucent, never transparent. Absence of colour, but care was present along with structure. Pretty calm on the surface, but beneath that lay the kraken, still at times, but erupting. No warning, no explanation, but definitely judgment and condemnation. The absence of emotion was deafening. The words unsaid, feelings unexpressed, repressed, distressed, kind of a mess. A taciturn father, a mum who hummed, humming to hold peace. Muted tones, muted hues, muted voices. It's taken a lifetime to understand the impact, to let the feelings emerge. Tiptoe out, walk tentatively, stride with purpose, sprint and run and jump because now I can see me, get to know me, unlock the gifts within. For me, for you, for us, nah, for me, unmuted.
0: How thought-provoking is that you just need a minute to take all that in and think. And it does make you ask questions of yourself. Yeah. I'm sat there thinking, Ooh, what colour, what colour. <laughs> but I'll tell you, one line in that that I thought was quite poignant was um, the lack of emotion was deafening. Yeah. I felt that bit.
1: Yeah. I think that's the beautiful thing about creativity and writing and poetry because you think you're... By yourself experiencing this, but there are, you know, others out there. And it mm. you feel seen and heard and connected when you hear someone else share that experience. And yeah. I think one of the nicest things that anyone's ever said about my writing um was about my first book. And somebody commented that I'd taken all the emotions they felt and turned them into beautiful words. Wow. I've done my job.
0: What a compliment. I know. You must have been flying high.
1: Yeah, it was worth it.
0: (laughs) I have found that a lot of poetry is self-therapy for a lot of people. There is a lot of that in there. There is like unburdening or just putting it out into the universe so that you can take it off your shoulders and leave it out there. Yeah. And free yourself. Yeah.
1: So what do you want to do next, Sarah? Um, What do I want to do next? I definitely want to keep being consistent in terms of like showing up for open mic, encouraging other people, learning more about the industry and the process and continue to write poems. Cause you know, as I mentioned, I write flash fiction as Mm -hmm. well. I also write for a website. So I do articles and author interviews. So I'm trying to kind of expand my writing a little bit and play around with different genres just just for kind of like my own self-development but I want to still have poetry as that kind of foundation that underlying thing that's such a key part of me that I will always do that so I might go a few weeks and not write a poem but I know that that will always be something that I'll come back to so whether it's I just wake up one morning and write one or if I'm on the bus and I write one. Um, and I think being among other creatives um, similar minded people, that kind of encourages you and inspires you as well. So it might be yeah. a line from one of their poems or a theme that they've discussed and you think, oh, actually, and then you they're busy away putting pen to paper. So, yeah, I mean, I would love to be just writing full time I would absolutely love that uh, but that's yeah. a long way off. Well, nothing wrong with the dream. No, exactly. So I'll I'll stick with my little 9 to 5 education job but you know writing creativity poetry that's definitely a, a part of me that I own now.
0: And it's nice whatever else you do you've always got that to come back to. To be creative, to express yourself, to just be
1: Sarah Elliot. Yes.
0: What made you decide to use Writing for Light as a pen name online?
1: Um, Because I was thinking about the reasons why I'm writing and and what it brings to me. So what I came up with that is like the key thing. So if I use all the letters of the word light, the key thing was love. So that kind of like self-love. So that love for yourself that everybody's working on. Um, And that I was like intuition. So trusting myself and not always relying on external validation and what all the programming tells you to do. And the G was for growth, because that's ongoing. And the H was for healing. Oh, no, so that's the I-I-G-H. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. right. You're fine. Yeah, So I haven't got it in front of me, so I think of it. <laughs> um, so that was for healing. And then the T was for truth. So about it being my truth, because like, part of my journey is, Yes, there's all these expectations as a child and as an adult. So you're going to do this in this way and you're going to follow everyone else. And you're so busy doing that. You don't step back and think, what, what do I actually want? What, yeah. what do I like then? What do I want to do? So it's a continuous journey. And that's how I came with, that is why I'm writing. And it is to kind of reach that light. That light is always there. And if it wasn't for light, we wouldn't know about darkness you know, there's got to be that contrast and that balance. So it just seemed to sum up the whole reason why I was writing.
0: You don't even imagine, do you, when you think about what a name that somebody uses, that there was that much thought that went into that. Quite inspirational, I love it. (laughs) Wow. So you're a teacher in your day job. And Mm -hmm. you're creative as well and you do poetry and you write flash fiction. That Mm -hmm. is a lot of things that you have going on there. How do you find the time? How do you structure yourself to sit down and write when you're so busy?
1: Well, I'm also an acupuncturist. I've got my own practice. (laughs) I know. I'm busy, busy. Um, Wow. The teaching side is three days a week. Yeah. Um, And then the acupuncture is two days a week. But I've kind of pulled it back to one and a half because it is Mm. a lot trying to pull in the writing as well. Um, But what I do with the writing is I host Writer's Hour, which is part of London Writer's Salon. Um, And this is something that I started to take part in when I started to write a lot more poetry and I was trying to get the book finished. And it's an hour where writers from all over the world everybody meets online a couple of hosts will welcome everybody you put your intentions in the chat we start off with a inspirational quote and everyone sits and writes so cameras on or off it doesn't matter yeah and we come back at the end of the hour we say you know how how was your hour what did you get done and everyone needs a check out um so what i do is i attend that because i host it three times a week to
0: how can people find that if they want to come join you
1: Oh, it's um so writershour.com dot yeah. com or London writers salon. Sometimes if I'm working from home and I'm like writing a report or something and it's you know comes up to one o'clock, I'm like, oh let me just have some company while I write this report and yeah. I'll just on a session. So that keeps the structuring and I found that works really well for me because I was really struggling in terms of oh, what am I gonna write? I'm tired. So having that little bit of structure is like it's it's a gift to myself really
0: so are you more creative do you think when you've got that support and you, and just knowing they're there in the background with you
1: yeah yeah because when you're a writer or a creative sometimes it can be very lonely but yeah. just knowing that like i the other day there were 245 people online in the morning wow so knowing that everybody is there Battling imposter syndrome, battling perfectionism, um, pulling the hair out over edits, uh, writer's block. So you know you're not alone. It's just nice to know that everyone's there doing that. So yeah, it does it does help. You're quite a nurturing soul, aren't you? Yeah, I <laughs> like I like to see people grow and do well, and I I think that's why I went into teaching in the first place.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Before we finish for today, though, I'd love to have you perform another one of your pieces yeah I'm loving learning loads about you today Sarah so I would love to for everyone to sit and listen to another piece by yourself if we
1: may yeah of course um so this one I remember writing when I was wasn't having the best day you know sometimes you have a day where you know you're you're bumping into things you're slipping over uh, nothing's going right you're missing the boss you're spirit water and this is exactly what happened um, and you think everything's gonna go wrong for the rest of that day. but you know things things turn around so this was kind of like a reminder to myself. It took but a split second. the glass now horizontal, the floor shiny with its unexpected new layer. It wasn't the first time this week that water had flowed overflowed. Was there a message? I paused to consider and in that moment I realised the message may be to simply be to stop, breathe, sigh. Instead of letting the world and my life rush by, the water had spilt and the clock kept ticking. The water had spilt and my heart kept beating. The water had spilt and it was fine. This time. And the last. There would have been a time when it felt like the worst thing that could happen. The final straw. The final crack of the camel's back. Water spilt. Tears spilling down my face. Emotions flowing. Overflowing. But not today. I stayed in my flow. Let the emotions and water come and go. I shall take a moment to recognise my growth, celebrate. And so I raise a glass. I like the not today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not, today. You're not getting me today. No, not today. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah you take your life and just pull them into these poems and like any little thing could just prompt creation
1: yeah absolutely yeah yeah you're
0: probably one of the most introspective pragmatic emotional spiritual type personalities that I've spoken to so far oh thank you we could all learn a lot and seeing the world I think you see the world
1: yeah yeah it's 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 about taking that time to slow down and kind of like be present. We all work towards it. And trust me, I don't always get it right. (laughs) No, none of us do. Yeah, exactly. I'm rushing around like and getting stressed and everything. But the moments when it does happen. Yeah, that's that's
0: beautiful. Perfect. Thank you. Um, Let our listeners know where they can find you online. Where can they come and join your community and be a part of what you do and follow your
1: work? Okay, so on Instagram, I'm writing for light. I have a website, writingforlight.co.uk or .com, or leave DMs on Instagram. I've also got a newsletter on Substack, and that's, surprise, surprise, writing for life. (laughs) But all all of these links are on my um, bio on Instagram as well. And I'm also on um, Medium as well. So I think that's everywhere you can find me, but
0: yeah. That's a pretty impressive list, Sarah. (laughs) Before we say goodbye, though, as is tradition on this podcast now, I would love it if you would recommend a poet that we could benefit from learning about.
1: Okay, well, I'm going to say two, only because one is Chris Oliver, because he first introduced me to the open mic scene if I hadn't met. Chris, I wouldn't know about the kind of open mic scene and he told me which ones to go to and obviously he encouraged me as well. Um, but I know that you've already interviewed him.
0: Yes, for anyone that wants to learn more about Chris Oliver, just go and listen to last week's
1: episode. <laughs> <laughs> so the other person is um, Ravel Charday Fairman, who's also um, a spoken word artist from Nottingham. Her Instagram is rs. Poetic perception, but it's yeah. Ravel, Shaw, Fairman, and it was actually myself, Chris Oliver, Ravel, and then one of my uni friends who lives in London, Angela. It was the four of us that collaborated. Oh, on the book you were talking about earlier. Yeah, the book. Yeah, United Under One Sun. So all four of us have got work in in that book.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much, and thank you for coming on and talking to us today. It has been my absolute pleasure. And I've loved listening to your work and I've loved sharing it with everyone that is listening today. So thank you so much
1: for coming and joining us. Oh, thank you, Daisy. It's been a a real pleasure to meet you as well. I can't believe we've got so much in common. I know, right? Following your pages. We need um, to be talking again after this for sure. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) All that's left for me to say before I leave is thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I'd like to ask you to share it with your friends and family and anyone whose heart and mind loves the power of the spoken word. Let's build our community of poetic souls together. Join us on Twitter at talkpoetry underscore to me. You can also email me at talkpoetrytome at gmail.com. I've been Daisy Ray, and until we meet again... Take care of each other. Hello, my name is Adam, and join me on the Peaking Into Success podcast, where each episode we have a special guest and delve into the highs and lows of their career, as well as how they made their way to becoming so successful. Please find peaking Auto Success on Spotify and other great podcast platforms.